Hey everybody, welcome to Social Hangout. Uh, I am your host, Eric Mitchell, joined by my co-host, Andrew Martin. Uh, as you can tell from my backdrop, this is different than our normal backdrop. Uh, I'm in not sunny San Francisco uh, at Moscone Center, attending and speaking at AdTech. Great conference, great people here. Uh, my uh, my co-host, he's really roughing it today. He's in sunny Miami Beach. With over his left shoulder is a swimsuit shoot going on. Uh, to say the social hangout and the social beards don't bring you the coolest locations for shows, I don't know how we beat it. We've now done San Francisco, Vegas, Miami Beach. I mean, I don't know how we top where we do our shows anymore. We're basically global as a show. We go to the cool real. places. Uh, our show is real. It's, it's real. Our show is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Trap It. Uh, check out Trap It. I'll be posting their ebook on uh, Twitter here momentarily. I'm excited today. Uh, our guest, to me, I, I, I love his books. Uh, I had a pleasure of meeting him at Social Media Marketing World, and he actually knew my name, which I was impressed that somebody knew my name. Uh, he's probably got the kindest heart out of anybody I've met in social. He's down to earth, and he's very approachable. Mr. Mark Schaefer, welcome to the show, Mark. A, a delight to be with you, gentlemen. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited to have you. So everybody, just so you have some background on Mark, he is a, an author, a speaker, a social media strategy consultant. He's been featured on everything from the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and CBS News. And his two books that I just have right off the top of my head is The Content Code and Social Media Explained. Uh, the Content Code recently came out, so you've probably seen a little bit of all the influencers out there with their pictures with the content code. It's a great book. Make sure you go out and do that, and we'll provide the link at the end of the show for you also. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's, a, it's great to have you here, finally. You guys are hard to uh, nail down. You guys are always busy off speaking, and, well, you're always fishing or doing something fun. I love following you on Facebook because you have, like, this great adventurous life that you're able to, like, disconnect from social. I think that's cool how you're... So part of social, but able to disconnect and still have like a normal life. Yeah, I, know that I mean, you got to keep it all in perspective, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I just I I enjoy being outdoors. I live in uh, East Tennessee, and this is the best time of year in East Tennessee. And uh, so I'm 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 not going to spend most of my time on Facebook when when everything is is blooming and uh, uh, everything's happening outside in East Tennessee. Awesome. So I'm going to jump into some questions that I posed to some folks on social for you to come on. And everybody just was so excited that you were coming on. But one of the number one questions wasn't a, a question about social media. It was awesome. It was, you know, who do you look for for inspiration? You know, you're, 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 pretty, you're very well known. Uh, you keynote at big events. You know, you, you, your books are in 50, 60, you know, acclaimed universities. You know, who do you look up to for inspiration, and, and what drew you to that person? Well, I mean, I'm inspired every every day by in lots of different ways, but, you know, this is going to be kind of an unusual answer. Um, right now, I'm really inspired by the millennials. Um, you know, I, I, I've had great opportunities to, to meet a lot of just awesome young people who are creating businesses, some of them I've had an opportunity to mentor. Some of them I'm just learning from. Uh, I just the, the, they're creating new ways to to go to market, new ways to to make businesses, uh, businesses that are leveraging uh, their their networks and crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. And I, I love their spirit. I love their determination. I love their enthusiasm. Uh, I've just met so many awesome people, and uh, you know, I just I want to be like them. <laughs> Quite honestly, I mean, I'm learning from them. I'm just I'm being humble and and kind of just sitting at their feet, saying, "Teach me how you do business today," because I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome that you have that. I mean, I'm not a millennial. I, I've just missed it, but you know, our our co-host here, he's very much a millennial. So, so, Mark, I mean, I have this conversation with everybody. I'm a Gen Xer, and I have this with all of my peers, and especially folks that I've, you know, grown with, and they always ask that question. Like, I get frustrated when I heard the word millennial because I just don't see it because that military guy in me 
if you went and told a Marine that's in their 20s, which I have a brother that happens to be in the Marines and in his 20s, that he's a millennial, he's like, what do you mean? We don't get anything handed to us. We treat everybody as equal. So it's funny with a military perspective, I treat the PFC, who's brand new in the Marine Corps, and the Commandant of the Marine Corps is the same thing. We put our pants on the same way. So it's a funny perspective when you look at it is we're just supposed to have an open mind and be learning from each other. So it's good to hear you, like, Embrace them because I do that. I mean, it's great. You have guys like Carlos Gill and you know Nick Haas and you know even Drew and you know other folks that I hang out with. It's great to get their perspective, and I feel like a sponge because, and it also helps having kids. I'll give everybody that on my perspective is having <laughs> teenagers in my house. <laughs> nothing's better than having. Are you a still talking spot. about me and Carlos and all that when you say that? That's yeah, when Carlos and Nick and Andrew come to my home. It's like having teenagers. <laughs> it's like having five extra children. But I mean, so so Mark, yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, with, with so many millennials out there. I mean, how do you sort through the buzz of who you're supposed to listen to? I mean, there's so many just epic social media of people that are millennials. I mean, I can think of 20 off the top of my head, you know, and I have one as a co-host. So, you know, what well, do you look for in one of the uh, in the millennials that you're talking to? Well, I mean, I, I guess it's it's not that. I mean, really, I mean, I guess maybe I'm lucky in this way, but usually the millennials, the right people, find me. Um, you know, I, I had this, I've developed this amazing relationship with this young guy. He's uh, 18 years old down in uh, Mexico. It's a funny story, actually. I woke up one day and I had a thousand tweets, a thousand tweets saying, follow, follow this guy. And, and, and most of the tweets were in Spanish. So I'm, th I'm thinking, I'm getting spammed. Something's been hacked here, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I finally dig down to the bottom, and there's this guy, and he said, "Would you follow me on face on you know? Would you follow me? I want to connect. I want to talk to you." And so, um, long story short, this guy is like a, a phenomenon. Uh, he's he's this very popular guy. He's he's making six figures as a comic on Vine. And he's got these millions of followers, and they just do whatever he says. So whenever he wrote a tweet saying, Mark Schaefer, will you follow me? All of – he said, I can't control them. They just want to help me. <laughs> so so he, he wanted a mentor. Uh, you know, he, he's trying to figure out kind of what advice to follow and kind of how to make it to the next level and where all this is going. So, you know, people – you know, I get to meet people like that who just kind of come to me. And we form relationships, and I'm learning as much from them as they're learning from me. Awesome. So that, that's, that's great. I mean, that, that's... Do you have, like, one, though, when you met them? Like, you walk the most impressive millennial that I met for this specific set of reasons? You know, the thing that I'm so impressed with, Andrew, is the, the, the centeredness of a lot of these... Uh, popular uh, people. I mean, they, you can take lessons from them on how to really develop an audience authentically. And I mean, you and, and you know, yeah. younger people today, you're in, the, you're digital natives. So you grew up, you know, communicating and managing relationships through text messages and Facebook posts. You can sniff a fake in 140 characters. And so, I mean, that's very, very important to you. And it's not just lip service. I mean, you, uh, this is a generation that's really living it. And, uh, I mean, one of my favorite stories is I met this uh, YouTube star. Uh, maybe you've heard of her. her name's Bethany Moda. And Bethany is making $40,000 a month just on her YouTube ads. Plus, she's got all these contracts. And she's with. She's got a contract with this big retail firm, and she says, "She says, well, I don't wear their clothes all the time. Why would I? I wouldn't do that. If I wore their clothes all the time, my audience would know something was wrong. I'm going to be me. I have to be yeah. me. And if brands want to work with me, they have to trust me as a person. They have to trust me and my content." not try to use me and I'm thinking you go girl you know that is awesome that is awesome you sh you know every single brand out there needs to listen to you she's 19 years old I mean you know it's fantastic stuff that's all you know it's funny that we're, we're talking about you know YouTube celebrities Absolutely. 
And one of the questions I always get, and it, I mean, last night's a perfect example here in uh, San Francisco with the Golden State Warriors. Everyone's not talking about the game. They're talking about Steph Curry, our MVP. His daughter was, he, you know, he's one of the few players that brings his children to his post game. But she kind of stole the show by just being funny with her dad, telling him to be quiet, that he was being too loud, and then sitting underneath and, you know, waving at people. And, and so that always brings me back as, you know, social hangout, we've dealt, we deal with a lot of professional teams. You know, we've got the Warriors coming on. We've been with the Giants. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, think athletes can be social is a bad idea. And some think it'll be good. What benefits do you see them being on like social? Let's talk about you know not just athletes, but like celebrities being on social and really being them. Like Steph Curry usually is himself on his own handle. I mean, but even in the same tech world, Mark Benioff still handles his own handle. So I mean, what benefits do you see that with celebrities who are kind of going off on their own to handle their own social media, you know, and amplifying their own brand? Uh, I think two things come to mind. Um, I've got a quote in my new book from uh, Taylor Swift, and she said, it, it, it used to be that, don't quit, quit laughing, Andrew. Stop it. <laughs> quit laughing. This is a serious quote, and this is a serious program. For You're sorry, T-Swift fan. Stop making fun. Stop making fun of me. And we could learn a lot of marketing lessons from Taylor Swift. And this we could. Is, I, learned, I learned about my haters somewhere. And this is <laughs> one of them. This is one of them. So Taylor Swift said, it used to be you would get a record contract and get a lot of fans. Now it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is an asset. Your audience is an asset, whether you're in movies or in sports. I mean, this is where this is what you monetize. So you can't avoid it today. It's almost like it's preliminary before you get the opportunity you got to be building uh, you know building uh, the audience and uh, uh, so I think you know I think that's kind of the the, the world that uh, that we live in today absolutely uh, like me touching on that well I mean you see it a lot Andrew I mean you've worked in pro sports work with athletes now and one of the things that I tell them is it's not just about your current name and having fun on social media. This is a way to build brand equity for your post sports career, whether you want to get into media or have a platform out of the box, whatever you think. But I think it's a way to also to secure some security on the team that you're currently on because if you're a positive voice and player behind the team, someone that the city really connects with, and you're helping better the team's image and brand and the league, they're going to be hesitant to let you go at some point. So if it comes down to you who has a great presence on social media or someone else that doesn't and you're right on the same level playing field, they might help you because you want to their brand. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that's important. You know, I think, uh, and even as an athlete gets toward the end of their career, you know, it still gets down to performance. But I think there is goodwill there that's established between an athlete and fans and a city. And, um, uh, you know, the other thing is, is the most important uh, aspect, I think, of personal branding today is trust. And, you know, you kind of breach that trust when you hand over your Twitter account to somebody else. Uh, you know, I think, I think people like that authenticity. I, I, I think they like having that special glimpse. Now, you better know what you're doing. You know, you better, you know, you better be, you, you can be honest, but you still have to be careful. And, you know, it would do people well to have some, some coaching uh, so they don't, uh, you know, torpedo their brand. But I think, you know, trust is a real key element today. Absolutely. One of my favorite websites uh, that I've watched in the past, they play a game, let's pick which tweet was organic and which came from a PR firm. And you'll see where all of their tweets are so specifically written out all the time to the way they speak. And then all of a sudden you have just this one real now a drop for something in the middle, and you're like, well, clearly this was just someone that dropped in 
something and tweeted it the way they would and took zero sense to the fact that this is not his audience or how he ever talks to his audience, so maybe we shouldn't tweet like this. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the crazy way to do it. You know, Mark, one of your – there was a quote uh, actually from your book that you, you, you actually talk about in your book is how the business value of digital marketing is being forged by content saturation and uh, content transmission, not likes, followers, and page views. I, I, you know, I want to kind of dive into that because so many people focus on, and, and I've heard it, I was uh, speaking at Insight also earlier this week, and people are talking about how we're not all focused on likes and followers, and that was how when we started in social, that's what people wanted, how many likes, how many followers you get, and that's not where we're at anymore. It's, you know, let's kind of dive bomb into this, you know, you know, the digital marketing and being forged by content saturation. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a very predictable uh, era that we're going into, um, you know, it, it, because social media and content, it's, it's not novel anymore. Uh, it's growing up. People are figuring out, hey, this works, so they're all piling on. Um, it, in my speeches, I use this example. I kind of surprise people. Uh, you guys, maybe Eric will know what this is. Andrew probably won't even know what this is, but I play... <laughs> the sound that you got from the AOL dial-up connection. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, come on. Right. I, I definitely know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you heard about it. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you saw it on YouTube, and Maybe you saw it on YouTube, and Shots fired. So, uh, a minute ago. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can remember... Mark plugging, I can remember plugging so in... shooting the from the hip and dropping P-Swift. I can, I can remember plugging into the wall and waiting for pictures to download like 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. The point was, there wasn't that much there. Content was a novelty. We would wait 10 minutes for a picture. And then year by year by year, the information density accumulates. Uh, you know, you've heard all these statistics. There's enough information being created every 90 minutes to replace, you know, all the information in the history of mankind. Uh, is that true? I don't know. I mean, you hear something like that every day. But the point is, uh, we are in this malignant complexity, this malignant density. And statistics that I do believe that are created by companies that are like looking to supply servers to this business say that in the next five years, the amount of information on the web is going to increase by 500%. In the next five years, we're going to have five more internets worth of information. Do you think it's going to be a little more difficult to cut through? So this is what I mean, that information density is literally the most important uh, trend in any marketing plan right now, in any uh, marketing, if, if you're going to innovate, if you're going to plan, if you're creating new platforms, new forums, new content types. This is like a big hammer forging everything that we do right now, how do we cut through? And it's going to become much, much worse. So for the last year and a half, I've been like obsessing about this, thinking, all right, I'm a marketing strategy person. What is the strategy? So content isn't enough anymore. Content is not the finish line. It's the starting line. That you know, The job's just starting now. Building an audience isn't enough if the content doesn't go anywhere. So really what we need to focus on is ignition. How do we get that content to move? That's what's really driving the economic value in social media and content marketing. So this suggests we need to understand that dynamic. We need to understand who are the people sharing our content. Why do they share it? How do they share it? Where do they share it? We need to become experts at this, and, and that's what the book is about. So why do you think so many brands don't focus on that? Why do you think that they're so – some of them are just still with their head in the sand, not wanting to focus on that, not wanting to see that it's a, it's a human movement that you have to understand. You can't just throw things against the wall. Uh, I guess it's uh, – this is a new term in my world, but narrow casting, you know, trumping broadcasting. Is that kind of the same thing? you know, focusing in on your clients instead of just throwing spaghetti on the wall hoping something sticks? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I think 
there's 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 probably two dynamics when it comes to to large brands and this trend is is number one, um, uh, it I mean the the information density problem it it's, it doesn't affect everybody equally, and for some brands it's working for some brands it's not, I mean so they're just starting to catch on that there's even a problem so that's the first point the second point is that a lot of big brands they um, they default to an advertising agency I mean so a lot of people a lot of companies don't have a an in-house team working on the content and promoting the content they're relying on what an advertising agency is doing for them and I think the advertising agencies have been very protective about what they do and what they can build for so an example would be two weeks ago there was an article in Ad Age magazine saying there's been this renaissance in SEO and the reason is is because all these brands have caught on they say yeah we need content more and more and more content and guess what it's not going anywhere no one's seeing it so they're going back to the ad agency saying what do we do the ad agencies are saying oh SEO uh, it worked before and we know how to build for that let's do SEO well SEO there's a there's a place for SEO but here's the deal SEO can increase awareness it can get you to click a link but it, you can you can trick people into clicking a link but you can't trick people into sharing content so they're only getting halfway and they're not they're not understanding the dynamic so I mean I think that is what I'm trying to do with this book is we have to change the conversation we the dynamics are changing the strategy has to change and my prediction is a year from now or maybe 18 months from now every advertising agency is going to have a content ignition department I love that you know it's you've got to think way beyond uh, SEO so, so, Mark, that, that leads me to another question that I, I want to throw at you. Uh, I'm just curious how you feel about it and how you would answer this. Is you know, how are you using social as a two-way channel to both listen and to communicate with customers? Um, well, you like that question. I stole that from a panel this week. I'm not gonna like I created it myself. But. Oh, really? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I created that myself. I like that yeah. question. I want to hear what you. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, uh, I can't even. I mean. Social media is, it's not too bold to say social media has changed my life. Yeah. It's changed my life, it's changed my business. Uh, I mean, my main social platform, my drug of choice is my blog. Mm -hmm. I spend most of my time, a lot of my time on, on, on writing. Uh, I respond to every single comment on my blog. And, you know, I just, you know, my blog is, it's my community, it's my friends, it's feedback, it's connection. It's where I get new customers. It's my R&D department. And when I'm thinking about a new idea for a chapter in my book, I'll test it on the blog first, see how people react to it, yeah. see if I'm stupid or not, and then decide, <laughs> you know, does this, does this belong in, in, in the book or not? So, I mean, literally between Twitter, LinkedIn, and, and the blog, I mean, uh, I've gotten every uh, customer that I have. I mean, I teach at Rutgers University. I even got my my, my teaching job through Twitter. So uh, you know, it's 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 really a 360 degree thing. I put a lot into social, but I get a lot back too. Awesome. So you, you're talking about that, and you said you respond to every you know everybody who asks you a question on your blog. So you know, a question that I always get uh, from from people and from brands that we work with. Uh, you know, these are my you know. They're fairly decent-sized companies. They always ask, you know, how important is having fast reaction time over social? You know, working with casinos—that's a big question, uh, especially with Caesar's Entertainment. As a customer, that's a question that comes across all the time. How, you know, and that's what I'll pose to you. You know, how important is it to have fast reaction time over social? And what would you say is like a good, like ideal turnaround time to get that done? Well, I mean, there's a lot of research on that subject. Uh, you know, I could I could throw a lot of numbers at you, but. I mean, I think here is the basic strategy mm -hmm. that um, people buy from people that they know and they trust. Mm -hmm. we, we've always had this desire to, to get to know people. 
We want to know the people behind the logos and the jingles and the press releases. Mm -hmm. And so through social, we've got this historically important opportunity to do that again, to connect our people in our company with the people out there you know, in a very human way. Yeah. I think uh, the, the way I end almost all of my speeches is the killer app is be more human. It doesn't matter what they throw at you. It doesn't matter what they change. If you can do that, you're going to be okay. Now, let's get back to your question. <laughs> How fast should you respond to somebody? Well, if you sent me an email or you called me on the phone, how fast would I respond? I know you. You're my friend. I'm going to do everything I can to respond to you quickly. That's the approach we need to take in business. We have to drive everything, everything we do, every strategy, customer service, every message, connection, engagement, down to how do people deal with people. Let's not, let's not lose sight of this. The, the, you know, it's not just a little avatar. Yeah. There's a real person there who's suffering, who maybe needs you today. So, I mean, it, it's a person. Treat them like people. Treat treat that the that uh, person like you would treat a friend. Nice. Yeah, and I was actually just speaking with a brand a few weeks ago, and I said they need to take a PR approach to this and respond quickly and even if you don't have an answer right then say hey we're gonna get back to you within this time frame but we want to validate the fact that you're coming to us with something because yeah. if you call someone if you call Verizon and say hey, I'm having an issue and they just ignore you for three days and then get back which they odds do are you're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> which they do all the time I don't get me started on Verizon <laughs> but exactly so odds are you're gonna be upset when they get back to you but if they picked up immediately and say, hey, we hear you're having an issue. Let us look into it. We don't have an answer yet, but we're going to get one to you, and we're going to get back to you within a day, and they do. That immediately can ch changes the experience for them from a negative one to one where they may become an evangelist for you because you're holding to your word and being real and genuine with them. And I think that's what so many brands but also people lack on social media now, and that's where the connect is it. You need to have a genuine nature to you and be responsive to people. Crickets. I'm not sure if I'm breaking up here. I, it, that's the great thing about Google Hangouts is we kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's fun that we break up sometimes. Okay. We heard your question. We, we got your question. We got yeah. you. Basically, we can go with every third word and still get what you're saying, Andrew. All right. All right. That's, good. That's, why we, that's why we produce questions. <laughs> so, so Mark, you know, you know, kind of subject hopping here, but you know, social is amazing that we can. I believe that it could cover and control everything. And uh, I want to move on to, you know, how it's a question that I hear a lot. Uh, I'm actually writing a book about it, uh, and so I want your kind of thoughts into this. You know, what are you doing right now, or what would you say to people right now to, you know, convert customers into advocates? Well, that is the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's my favorite question. People ask yeah. me that all the time. They're like, how do you convert a customer into an advocate? And I have another follow-up question to that when we move on, but I want to yeah. get thoughts on you it. Know, you, know, you know, one of the main themes in the book, and, and one of the things I'm talking about, I have a new speech that I've created around uh, the content code book. And when I start talking about this, I get so passionate, I'm like a Baptist minister. I'm like going across like a preacher. Like I'm going across the room like I'm evangelizing. And this is what I'm evangelizing. It's, it's like if I see one more freaking blog post about driving massive traffic to your website, I'm going to puke. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, I, and if there was this one guy, this SEO guy, every freaking blog post he writes <laughs> massive traffic to your blog I, I'm said so it's like what is this this you're this is these are tourists they come to your they come to your site they stay for a nanosecond and they leave they're not driving for most businesses they're not driving value I said you know what is your obsession with traffic and he said, where there's traffic, there's hope. And, I, and you know, that's just a lousy strategy. If I walked into my boss and said, 
you know, I've got a marketing strategy based on hope, I'd probably get kicked out the door, and deservedly so. So what we need to focus on is who are the people who are really uh, driving the, the economic value for our businesses. So it's, it's, you know, I make an argument in the book that it's the people who are sharing the content because here's the difference between that and a like. When you like something, you kind of gently kind of wave at it, right? When you share content, you're an advocate. You're standing up and saying, I believe in this. I believe in what this company is doing. I believe in what this person is saying. This is important to me. It should be important to you. How do you grow this advocacy? It's, by, it's through trust, by creating radical honesty and trust. Not traffic, trust. That's where we need to be spending our resources. That's where we need to be focusing. Less than 2% of our audience is sharing our content. Do we know who that 2% is? Most businesses don't. How do we grow that 2% from 3% to 4%? How do we make them feel like the most special people in the world? We're not even thinking that way. It's still traffic. You know, it drives me crazy. <laughs> See, I told you. I'm yeah, getting all worked up. I, I like I'm it. Get, crazy. Get worked up. I'm getting worked up. This is what social hangouts for. What you is it about our shows? I was going to say we take mild-mannered people and they just get amped up with us. I love it because they're not. There's no script here. We're having fun. You know, the good I'm, thing I'm is, I mean, who's ever come on the show? Anybody's ever come on this show? These, you know, guys that come up and sit in front of these autumn, autumn audiences, from Mark to Ted Rubin, Brian Kramer. I mean, the list goes on and on. They never ask for questions before, so they have no idea what I've been like <laughs> in the background in my last story coming up with. <laughs> Just like Andrew, I mean, we spend a lot of time coming up with these because I want to, like, ask these questions. So here's another one that comes up, Mark, and I want to see if this gets you fired. What do you think is a more piece to a brand, an advocate or an influencer? I know we all kind of aren't fans of the word social influence, but you have your arms around it. There are folks out there. I mean, at the end of the day, what do we call ourselves? I mean, yeah. to me, you're like a mentor to me and somebody I look up to. I'm honored to call you a friend. I mean, but also people who call you an influencer because the way that we describe each other when you're like, this is an influencer. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, it's a horrible word, major expert. So what do you think is more important, an advocate for a brand or an influence? Well, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's three different types of, uh, of influencers, really. And one is, is the celebrity, okay? So this is someone like Kim Kardashian. You can pay her $200,000 and she'll do a tweet for you. Does she really use your product? Does she really care? Who knows? But the thing is, that can move the needle for some brands. I mean, some people adore her, Justin Bieber, whoever, you know. I mean, they do anything that they say. So it's, it's always worked. It always will, Sell, you know, to align yourself with a celebrity. There's a lot more risk and a lot more dollars involved. The next level right, is the influencer. This Pardon me. I said that's why we're talking to we you. We have we have celebrities on. That's why we're aligning with you. You're our celebrity. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for that two hundred thousand dollar tweet, baby. Uh, I'm sitting here right still now. Wait, still waiting for that. Still waiting for that payday. Still waiting. See, that, that, that's what that's what like I like. I said, Eric said the checks in the mail. That's what I want to get to, Andrew. I want to get to the point where I just send out one tweet a, one tweet a year, but it's going to be a really, really good one. <laughs> so, when you find, can you let the rest of us know how that's done? I think we're all searching for that. I mean, I'm going to be Yeah, that's 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 going to be that's going to be my next book, the the the, the one tweet work week. <laughs> Uh, I love it. So, I love it. So the, the next category is the influencer who really who who, who is an authority, mm -hmm. uh, who, who you know who he, he or she uh, publishes. They're they're known as an authority, and uh, you know you may have to convince them. Uh, you may have to you know pay them uh, to uh, someone like Robert Scoble. I mean, would be an example. Uh, you know, uh, 
someone like you know maybe uh, Malcolm Gladwell, let's say. Uh, now, then there's the advocate. The advocate is the person who just loves you. They just love you. You don't have to convince them. They're already buying your stuff. They can't get enough of you. So it's a different kind of a strategy. They may not have the massive reach of a celebrity or an influencer, but if you've got enough of them, that is uh, the most um, effective type of strategy to, to, to nurture uh, those people that love you. But there's a role for all of these. I mean, if you don't have, if you're a startup and you need massive awareness and you don't have time for, to build a huge audience and build that trust and build that relationship, you go to Guy Kawasaki or Robert Scoble or one of these guys. They're influencers. They, you borrow, you borrow their trust, you borrow their audience. There's a legitimate place for that. But, but, but the long-term goal is to build your own organic advocates. Awesome. Drew, you have a question? No, so I was uh, listening. It was breaking up a little bit here. So. so so let me ask you this. Let's jump to a question. Let, let's jump off of this and jump onto another. Social is such a great subject. We can jump from everywhere, and I love it. Uh, you know, here's one that I always get asked, so I'll ask it to you. You know what emerging trends are you most excited about in social? Well, I think uh, without any question, um, what I'm most excited about really is what's what's going to be the role of augmented reality in in all of this wearable technology and augmented augmented reality. I, I've I've worked on a project for the last year and a half. Uh, that's really immersed me deeply in the whole world of, of augmented reality and practical applications of augmented reality. And I think it's the, the implication of this technology is going to be more profound than the Internet. Uh, it's going to change how we discover, how we learn, how we entertain ourselves, how we communicate, how we connect. And... Uh, well, I'm on the fly here. Eric, are you looking for a plug? Can you tell? I, I reached the point where I got the warning. So, so we're going I'm for a walk. Flying. I'm flying through Moscone Center. Woo, look at me. Everybody's with us. <laughs> we're, t we're taking the class on a field trip at Moscone Center. Oh, this is what we do here. But you can't say that we don't have an organic show where we just go on the fly. We like to keep it we, real. We're literally flying. Literally. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean I'm I'm tremendously excited, uh, and by you know augmented reality. Think about was everyone. This is going to change uh, content. It's going to change storytelling. It's going to change connection. It's going to change engagement. It's going to really redefine social media. I think, and it's going to it's going to be coming at us pretty fast. All right, Andrew. I think it's time for you to answer, ask a question, because I think Eric is is like he's in mid-flight or something. I'm almost here. Check it out. <laughs> he, he is. He is. Drew, it's your turn to ask a question. I, I, I got you. it. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. So you were talking to Jay Bear a little while ago, or a while back, in an interview, and you were talking about if you're a good person, it's going to show through your content, and people are just naturally going to attract you. What do you think for businesses or other individuals? I think we lost Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, totally missing it. Andrew, you, we couldn't hear you. I think I know your question, so I'm going to. Uh, yeah, yeah I go have ahead. It was, I have it. Hold on. Here it is. It okay. was. It was you were talking to Jay Bear a lot about being genuine, and if you're a good person, it'll show through your content, and people will attract to you. What do you think the best tactic to show your personality on social? Well, um, this is it, it's very it's very difficult because to show your personality on social it takes courage. I mean, it, really, that's the right word to use. 
and uh, to tell your story. It's easy to write a blog post that says the five biggest Twitter mistakes. It's hard to write a blog post that's um, uh, what you know what angers me about Twitter, what gives me joy about Twitter, how Twitter saved my wedding. Um, you know, I, I gave a speech uh, a few months ago called How Blogging Saved My Life. And it, it wasn't a metaphor. It was, it was real. And, you know, it, so it, it, it takes a lot of courage to show yourself. But uh, what I found, and I'm, I'm, I'm a private person, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't share a lot of intimate things that are going on in my life. I give little glimpses to kind of show people I'm okay. And, you know, once a month I, picture, I show a picture of me and my wife to show I'm happily married. I mean, that's the vibe I want to send out. <laughs> but I don't, I don't send me selfies every day. I don't send pictures of me and my wife every day. Um, but, you know, that's how we connect. That's how we build trust to show uh, that, look, you know, there's good times, there's bad times. We're all connected. We're all equal in our human condition that we suffer and we strive and we work. And so to, to have the courage to show little snippets of, of what you're really like, uh, you know, not everybody might like it, but that's okay. You know, you're going to find your, your real audience. I mean, the transformation for me was, I mean, I came from a very traditional marketing background, marketing education, and the transformation for me was moving our audience, and here's my marketing message to, this is me. And instead of finding my target audience, my target audience found me, and that made all the that made all the difference in the world. Absolutely. Awesome. I think one of the things, even on my end, in my experience that I've tried to do is, because I put out a lot of, like, real quick hit videos, um, usually every day when I can, and one of the things that I got into is, I'm not going to edit, I'm not going to cut, I'm not going to reshoot, I'm going to do one, I'm going to put it out, and... <laughs> You may be in the worst uh, place, but you, but and uh, I don't. And, and he doesn't have connection. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I know he's talking. I think he's talking about that. Uh, Jonah Berger always can talking about, uh, you know, t top of mind, tip of tongue. You know, just putting it out there. The most the, the most watched YouTube videos are usually the viral ones, the ones that you put together that don't have the million dollar budgets. Those are the ones that people look. I mean, even like how somebody like Justin Bieber. I'm pretty sure that's where he was going with that. Probably, I'm quoting. He's a big Justin Bieber fan. In case you didn't know, huge. Make sure you spread that rumor on Twitter. He's a yeah, huge Justin Bieber fan. I heard. Yeah. yeah, they're basically synonymous. They are together. They're gigantic fans, just like you singing uh, Taylor Swift. You know. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That's okay. I quoted her yesterday, so it's okay. Taylor Swift is good in social. She's we can shake it off for your haters. You know, we, we have yeah. them all. <laughs> let, but, me yeah, you, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I was just gonna I was just gonna say tell a little story that uh, there's a guy that I work with. He has this winery in Provence, mm -hmm. and uh, the one of the reasons I decided to work with him was he sent me this video, and I think I even tell this story in the book. Uh, I think this story is in the book. Um, he was standing on, on top of this huge grape harvester uh, in the vineyards of Provence, and he said, you know, most people still think we pick grapes by hand. No, no, no. This is how we do it. And he's standing on this huge machine, and the machine's starting to move. And he's, like, losing his balance, and he's still trying to be cool and tell this story. And here's what made me think I can work with this guy. He left it in. He didn't edit it out. Awesome. He let, you know, he, he was, he had the courage to show he was human. He was losing his balance on this thing. He didn't say cut, start over. He said, you know what? I love this guy. He knows how to tell a story. Let's go for it. And he's been a, he's been a tremendous success. 
that, that, that's awesome. I think that's key. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's what we do with social hangout. I mean, when the show ends, I just download it to an MP4 and just upload it into a podcast. I don't do any, there's no fancy editing. I want this. So everybody feels like they're watching it. And if they have a Twitter question, they can hit me or the guest with those questions. So, you know, you know, that leads to another question is, you know, it's funny. And people always talk about success. Uh, and using social and I wanted your thoughts on you know how, how we should measure success of social how do you measure success of social within a brand or I mean even if you're trying to like learn how to use it. so many people are trying to use it and have finally agreed that there's not a silver bullet that you can't just turn on Twitter or LinkedIn or Pinterest and be like I get social so you know what do you think <laughs> is a good measure of success of social well I think that's a big question that depends on whether you're a company or a person uh, you know, if you're a company, there's only one measure, and that's money. Uh, you know, somehow you've got to, you know, you're, you're expending effort, you're expending money, you've got to find a way to get a return on this over time, some way, uh, at least leading indicators that showing it's having an effect on your bottom line and uh, improving life for your stakeholders. Uh, no question, you, you've got you, you've got to figure that out. If you're a person, I mean, I think that's really an individual decision, and and I am kind of passionate about that because here, here's here is a a statistic that haunts me, mm -hmm. and and it is that one third of all the people who view their Facebook timeline, their overwhelming emotion is jealousy. And it's kind of easy to see why, because people present their shiny best selves on Facebook. So when you always see the glamorous vacations and the perfect dinners and the perfect children, some people may say, oh, man, I'm shit. You know, <laughs> I, I feel so – am I allowed to say that on your podcast? You can say whatever you want. Keenan I mean, was you're, on you're, you're, you're a freak – you're a freak – you're a freaking marine. I feel yeah. comfortable saying shit on your podcast. That's fine. We, it's live. So, Don't worry. It's, it's your listeners. I mean, yeah. They're going to go buy your book, and you know if they meet you. I mean, it's part of being authentic. I mean, if you yeah. say something, it's like I, Keenan said. I, somebody goes, you didn't correct him. He, yeah, Keenan dropped a couple F-bombs. I was like, Keenan knows his brand. I mean, it's his brand. If that's yeah. his reputation and you meet Keenan in person, Keenan's going to talk that way. So speak freely, my friend. So, uh, so I think – you know, as an individual, you need to be centered mm -hmm. and think about why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And just think about this every day. Is that what is the journey? What am I getting out of this? Is this relationships? Is this leads? Is it connection? Is it validation? Is it information? Is it fun? Why am I doing this? And then stay there. And don't be thrown off by the gurus. Don't be thrown off by the fakers or the haters or the people with the perfect children and the perfect lives. Stay centered on what's important to you. And that's hard to do. It's easier said than done. But, I mean, that's the only way to really thrive and figure out what am I getting out of this? Why am I here? Yeah, I think Vanilla Ice put it best when he said, "Stop, collaborate, and listen." So, I mean, that's all you have to do. <laughs> yes, we've now had a Taylor Swift, a Justin Bieber, and a Vanilla Ice mention all in one show. It's basically. Well, I already put out there that people need to come with us to the T Swift and Bieber concert. Yeah, <laughs> this is basically the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. It is. We're just just rocking and rolling. We're just dropping quotes from music today. I mean, yeah. come on. I can't get any satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, there's another reference for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, we, all we need left, the only one that's left, I think, is Millie Vanilli. Oh. <laughs> all of a sudden, I want to blame something on the rain. Uh, it's perfect. That's so my life. <laughs> Let me jump to my next question that we have here. You know, you were talking about experts, and you know, here's a question. Uh, you know, where do you think business and even some of the social experts are currently like dropping the ball or failing? I hate to use the word failing because I think you know you you fail forward in this industry. You know, most of us understand the failing part of how we do it, but you know, what do you think? You know, in business and even you know social experts are currently failing. What do you think they're failing at? Wow. Man, that's a great question. Um, 
You know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. If, uh, this might be the first question I've ever had that I can't really answer because I. I, I mean, I. I think it's okay to fail. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticize people for, for failing. I mean, even when people are doing things that I disagree with, it's like, look, there aren't any rules. Yeah. You know, go, go. You know, I'm. You know, and uh, actually, it, it was your post, wasn't it, the other day? It was your. It was your <laughs> post where uh, we were talking about gurus and fakers, and I said, you know what? Yeah. I just, oh, you know, I, I, I hesitate to, 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 to judge people because maybe they're desperate and they need to feed their family and they're doing something that I wouldn't normally do. But, uh, look, that's all going to work out. And, and if they're doing something crazy, you know what, that doesn't affect me. If they're doing something that I think they're going to fail at, that doesn't affect me. Uh, you know, I've got my own opinions about it, but look. It's a free world. There aren't any rules, you know. Just just go for it. And you know, I, you know, I don't really, you know, criticize people about what they're doing. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there uh, who I don't really understand why they're so popular because they're not saying anything new. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you talked about like Jay Bear. He is an original thinker. He's an he's a legitimate intellect. Christopher Penn, uh, Mitch Joel, to name a few. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that just keep saying the same things over and over and over, and they're not getting anywhere. And I read their posts. I think is that the best you can do? I mean, mm -hmm. that you know, you've been saying that for a year. It's time to move on. Uh, but they, they they seem to have be very popular. Yeah. Uh, but you know, look, if it's working for them, you know, great. But I, I tend to gravitate toward the people who are really shaking it up, who yeah. are really challenging us, making us think. Uh, that's what really energizes me. That's all. I, I love that. You know, one of the things that I was uh, one of my favorite quotes since I was, you know, got out of the Marine Corps. It, Simon Sinek is a just a fabulous writer, and one of his quotes that he has, it's one of my favorites, is he says that greatness is not is not born from one success. Greatness is born from persevering through countless failed attempts that preceded. And I love that because yeah. you know part of being successful is failing oh, yeah. so much and being the person who can go to that one knee and, and come back up. And you know, and, and it ties right back in what you're talking about, Mark, about people constantly talking about the same thing like oh great here's your blippity blop show and you're going to talk about blippity blop again oh yeah. you're going to say the same quote again you know, eventually, eventually those people seem to fade away yeah. uh, but who knows yeah. Yeah. You, know? you know the internet is that the one market always decide the internet is the only place where everyone has a chance to be mean to someone. So welcome to uh, the world of the internet. You know, I, I think it's funny. When it comes to listening, and we all listen to people. And you know, Bob Chapman put it best when he said, "The art of listening is not to hear what someone says, but hear how they feel." And I think that's when we all talk about being authentic. I think that's what draws me to you, Mark, and to Jay Bear, and to so many others that are out there. Is they're 100% authentic, and when you go talk to them, you you get when you speak how you feel about it, right? You know, reading your blog. I know, you know, now talking to you and speaking to you in person and having you on here, you're the same person. Your writing goes through. It's like, the, you know, when I read, I kind when I read what you what you write on your blog, I kind of have your voice reading it to me. It's funny when you meet somebody, you know what, know what their voice is. You have that Morgan Freeman appeal going. You know? <laughs> it's, cool. it's like even when Andrew texts oh, me, he texts in an Andrew voice. It's weird. I Don't love that. Me. I love that. But you know, <laughs> you know, there's there's a, there's a, you have a there's a lot of actual. Uh, richness and wisdom in what you're talking about here. It really kind of puts a bow around everything because it gets back to this idea of honesty and trust and authenticity. And in the book, I've got a chapter about called Heroic Brands. And how do you become a heroic brand? And one of the things is that you are the same everywhere. Yeah. You know, whether you're in a book, on a blog, on a speech, if I'm meeting you, we're on a Skype or whatever, that you're the same. And it's, it's, it's exhausting to try to be somebody different. You're going to fail if you try to be somebody different. And so I think that's a characteristic of a heroic brand, which ultimately leads to trust, which ultimately leads to loyalty. And if you can get loyalty, that trumps everything. 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, one of the quotes I always remember that I, I go around with, and I forget who says it, but you know, you don't trust people. We don't just trust people who obey the rules. We also trust them to know when to break them. And I think you know, when I've you know designed, you know, social hangout was kind of like I'm going to do the typical Twitter chat video, but then I'm going to break the common sense rules, right? I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to let my guests speak how they want. I'm not going to provide scripts. I don't care what your title is. You know, if Guy Kawasaki's not demanding a script, I could care less if a CEO of a company wants a script. He's not going to get it. And I've had those people on the show. You know, Mark Cuban doesn't want a script. So if Cuban wants to, you know, he, he knows that. There are people ask, do you need a script? I was like, no, I'm not giving you one. We go without a net around here. So I think that's, you know, part of being authentic. And it's good to see, I think 2015 has really proven to be the rising up and you can see the fakers for who they are. And we just don't focus on them. I mean, yesterday I posted a picture of somebody who was very vague, but was one of my first blatant, like, what I took as a first blatant attack right at me with, like, you know, four days. Really? I mean, it was like, a, it was like, it was the first time I had to deal with it, right? You know, yeah, being in the Marine Corps, you have, well, you're in the Marine Corps, you have haters, but they're from foreign countries with AK-47, so you, yeah. you, can, you can clarify your haters really well. And, you know, it was... It, now it's just a bunch of people with thumbs and a Twitter account. Yeah, it's like, and I read it, and I was like, well, it's either me or somebody I, you know, a dear friend, and I was like... That's kind of personal, and then you know they yeah. respond. And it's funny. I, I take the guy Kawasaki high rat, which is I only engage like three times, right? I say something, they say something, I say one more thing, and then I bounce out. And yeah. they, I saw this morning they engaged again, and it was it was it was like a little little poking prod to see if I would you know put my my you know my dollars back in the game. And I was like, I'm not playing. I'm not yeah. going into this. It's not. Well, good for you. Good for you. And 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 what I love is that you're staying centered. You know. You you have a you have a good idea of why you're doing this and why you're in it and the jo you're 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 focusing on the joy mm -hmm. and the fun of going you know like you said without a net and you're yeah. not going to let these other people bother you and I I think that's that's great it's healthy I, it's guys like you that inspire me my friend I mean it's it's all paid for I mean Kevin Spacey said it best a few years ago the best part is when you reach a certain plateau you send the elevator back down and yeah. whether you guys know it or not you send that elevator back down to guys like me who grab that elevator send it back down to you know more people and we keep doing that it's like a rock and a pond I mean it's it's an amazing thing that we have here in the social world I mean that we all speak at these conferences that we're able to do these things so to me it's amazing that we can all pay it forward yeah thanks Absolutely. for saying that no problem, my friend. It, it's been from the hard way. I mean, now we're going to have a moment here of Zen on Eric's show. Uh, we're going to have my Oprah moment. Car for everyone. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, like, quick, someone say shit. <laughs> someone say a bad word quickly. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to respect the time we're on. At, we're looking at 11.58, so we have two minutes left. So I want to let you uh, kind of close out for us, Mark. Uh, your book, any coming appearances that you have, any plugs that you want to plug. Uh, this is your, your time. Any closing thoughts that you have? Uh, well, no. I mean, I've just this has been a lot of fun. And thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's really been fun. And I hope you have me on again again uh, soon. Uh, I do have a new book out called The Content Code. It's my best book. I'm very proud of it. it you know, it, I could argue maybe it might be my best life's work. I, I feel that strongly about it. Uh, that it's 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 that good, and I'm that proud of it, and it's helping a lot of people. And you can your listeners can stay in touch with me at uh, businessesgrow.com. You can find my blog, videos, podcasts, my books, and lots of cool stuff. Awesome. And Mr. Martin, I know that your signal is sporadic there, roughing it in Miami Beach next to the model shoot. But if you'd like to <laughs> say any closing words, we'd like to hear how how you're roughing it today. Uh, well, Mark, just thanks for being here, man. Like Eric, it's people like you that help inspire us to start doing what we're doing, and it's an honor to have you here. Um, I know for one, I will the second I get off here, buy your book. I'm going to be start reading while I'm on my flight, but. You're an amazing guy, and hopefully next time we have you on, I have internet connection so we can actually talk better. <laughs> well, Thank we'll you, Andrew. This we'll is, this is, a conference it's, together and talk. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad we got to connect today, Andrew. It's, it's been so much fun. Well, everyone, it's been awesome today having Mark Schaefer on the show. Uh, Mark is a great guy. Go out. You heard where to get his book. Uh, I'm, I'm going to post. We're going to publish it here. Nikki's going to get that link and share it on Twitter when the show is over. But uh, make sure you follow Mark and everybody tomorrow. Special show. We're not running a Friday or a Monday show. We might do a Friday show. We might be at Oracle with the Warriors. That's on the table. But uh, 
Maybe probably not a Friday show, but for sure, show tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific, we have the one and only Guy Kawasaki joining us. Uh, that show is going to be sponsored from Act On Software, so we're excited to have Guy on uh, here in San Francisco. Uh, Guy's a big fan of social. Uh, one of the greats, and you heard Mark list his name a couple times on here, so uh, I had the pleasure of watching them together. And a keynote at Social Media Marketing World was one of the – you walked out of there and your brain was, like, going to explode because it was you, Guy – what was, what was Ari it? Smith. Ari Smith. I mean, just like, yeah. Oh, your brain blew up. Literally, you need to go. There's a lot of it. that was that was a ball. Dude, they had. You guys don't understand. <laughs> if you could go back and watch that, the four of them up there was the best time I've ever had. Watching speakers have fun interacting with each other was. It's a thumbs up there. But so go out. I'm gonna send the link out again for Trap It. Check out our friends at Anigo. And tomorrow, don't forget, 3 p.m. Get off work early. Grab some earmuffs and be ready for Guy Kawasaki. Thanks again, uh, Mark. We appreciate you having on the show. Drew, I'll talk to you soon. See you again next week. And uh, everybody, one love across the world. Talk to you guys later.